you are on the journey of business. An entrepreneur and innovator who spent a lifetime of advising from behind the scenes, building businesses through word of mouth and referrals. Now Mike Wolf is ready to share these strategies and business outlook with you. You're here. You're ready for the journey of business with Mike Wolf. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the journey of business. I am Mike Wolf. Today's guest is a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author of the book Life Mastery, Personal Progression Toward an Infinite Potential. Welcome, Sherry Fernandez, to the show. Thanks, Mike. Happy to be here. Uh, thank you so much for being with me today. Before we get started, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. It's been a long journey. I'm in, I'm 67 now. For 40 about 45 years ago, 46 years ago, no, let's see, 44 years ago, <laughs> something like that. I sure. uh, just my husband, and I just broke and kids and not going anywhere. Like it was just like we just beating our head against the wall. We partied away our education years, and now here we are trying to make a living and newly married and then started with a child and then another child and we're not getting anywhere. And I thought, I just want things. I know that there's more for me out there in the world and that I, anybody can be successful. I can do it if I just have to figure out how. Not just money, you know, Mike, is it wasn't just that. Yes, I was not tired of being broke, but I wanted, and I wanted financial freedom, but also I wanted to pick up the education that I missed, but I didn't want to go get a degree at that point. I just wanted the education, right? Right. And I wanted, I was having these babies. I ended up with six altogether. And I, I want six. <laughs> and so, I, but I still want to have a really good figure and be sexy, you know, like every woman does. And I thought, like, you can do it both. You can have both. You can. I did. Yeah. I, I wanted to be spiritually. I wanted to have a deep spiritual life. I just wanted everything. Life is short, you know, and I just wanted everything that I had to offer. And, but I didn't know how to go about doing it. That was my right. tricky, the tricky things. I didn't know how to go about doing it. So we started a personal development uh, journey, started listening to some of the masters. They give you lots of motivation, but not very many starting points. So I had to figure that yeah. out myself and um, applied the principles that I teach. I mean, I, I'm really proud of the fact that everything in the book are the things that I have done myself and still do and have taught successfully and seen people be successful. I didn't put anything in there that I had not. And it, as you read the book, you'll see it's kind of my life story almost, but by principle, sure. principle to principle. But everything that I dreamed of, Mike, this is so, a really important principle, I think, that when you have goals and dreams and you go after them, you apply the right principles, like almost 100% end up with more than you even thought you would get. You know, right. There's been failures. I'm not saying it's always going to be a, a, a rosy path. and There would be some ups and downs. But you know, I look back and I just think I have been able to do all of those things even better than I thought. The financial freedom is better than I thought it would be. You know, I can still rock a bikini at 67. I'm, Come I'm on. extremely educated and self-educated in the books that I've read and the things I've learned and the courses I've taken, everything yeah. that I wanted, spiritual depth and still growing and still growing in all those things. I'm not arrived, but still right. growing in all of those things. And it's just been a marvelous journey and worth all of the discipline that it took to get here. That's awesome, man. That that's so inspiring, Sherry, because I will tell you, like, you're my first best selling author that I've had on the show so far. Ooh. You know, which is I, I I'm fascinated by that. I think it's pretty incredible. Can you tell us a little bit more about your book and why you believe it's resonated with so many people? The book is really what I teach. I mean if I'm te- I'm a, I'm uh coaching which even before it was cool. <laughs> I didn't like coaching yeah. for a long time. Sure. Before it was so trendy. It's the things that I teach, whether I'm speaking or teaching, whatever. It was just it's a basically the program, the things that we teach with some added education in it. 
it's divided into three parts. It's why. You have to have a strong why to go about the daily personal journey. It's, it's about daily habits and discipline and making yourself do the things you need to do every day to get there. Yeah. And so you got to have a strong why, right? So it's why. Right. Then step part two is eight areas that we all need to work on. And they're, they're like your physical self and your spiritual self and your relationships and your money and your vocation and your character and, and your lifestyle and your education. So there's eight of those areas. So I talk a little bit about each of those areas just to get people thinking about what they might set goals in. Because if I just say, you know, we should have a spiritual goals. And pe- a lot of people, especially that one, if they don't already have something going, they're like, oh, I don't know what to do, right? So right. wherever you're at spiritually, I give you some ideas, just some thoughts. I don't give like, suggestions for goals, but just some things to think about, things that we might want to attain. And same thing in every category. And then in part three, this part I'm most proud of, and that was hardest to write. And, and um, I don't know, maybe at least proud of it in the how it came out, but I'm really proud that it's in there, is I give tools. When I was looking for answers, it was so frustrating to go to a motivational event or hear, read a book or hear a program, but they say, but tell me what to do first. Where do I start? And so I have some tools uh, all out through the book, but particularly in part three about how to develop daily habits and how to, how to make real change in like a real here's how to start way. I love the eight dimensions of wellness because that's something that I study on my own, right? Without without knowing our relationship prior to this conversation, that's something I definitely focus on, self-awareness and and kind of all the things that, that you talked about. So is that something that is a, a big part of what your book is driven on? I mean, because it is lessons, it is tasks, it is it is kind of holding you accountable, right? That's what the purpose of the book is? Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, you have to know what you want. And we need to make sure that we're, we want, I mean, everybody wants to be successful, but making sure that we're not successful at the cost of something else. Right. In other words, if I'm in the pursuit of money, I don't want to lose the, it's tempting when my goals are so strong in my financial, but maybe weaker in my character, it's going to sure. be easier to bend the rule, right? Yeah. Or if my, if my relationships are less strong and then my, my drive to make money, then maybe I'm not working in those areas. Maybe I'll sacrifice the relationship a little bit too much, either at home or at work, you know. So we want to make sure that we're not losing. It's not progress if we're gaining here but losing over here. Right. So it's really important to me, the people that I work with, that they don't want to work in all eight areas. I, I can coach fitness. I've done it. I can coach business. I've done it. I don't want to do that. I want to coach people as a whole human being moving forward. I used to do seven areas. Then I would say there's something missing what got me thinking about it was a lot of people would come in and say, I'm having trouble being, being places on time. And they go, what category does that fit into? Right. And a few other things. And I added character not that long ago. And I'm really pleased with that, that eighth one. It was like the final piece of the puzzle. Like we have to work on who we are as a human being too, as right. our integrity. And if we're working on that, it's going to help. And people are going to trust us better. And we're just going to be that much better in all the other areas, right? In our relationships and everywhere if we work on our character so yeah so now we have these eight areas that we want to grow in now we need a system yeah to put our goals into and i I, one of my favorite topics to speak on if i get to choose is why systems are more important than goals i really believe that those people that do new year's resolutions we laugh about it i think people are sincere most of the time i think they really want that but right they they, were they're going to work out every day they're going to get in shape then the kids got sick and maybe they we had a flat tire on the way to the gym a couple once and Pretty soon they forgot they were even doing it. But if you have a good system where you're tracking what you want to do every day, if something does come up, you know right where to start again. Here it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm still working. I still have this goal. 
And you can just, a lot of times you don't even need to write the goal down. You can just plug it right into a system and it's just going to happen. Like I know if I work out every day and I eat like this and I do it every day and I keep working on that, I'm going to get my fitness goal, for example. Right. Or my financial goal. I know if I do this, I budget and I do this, I do this, I do these things, I do them regularly, I mark it down, make sure I'm doing it. I'm going to get to where I want to go financially. Works in every area. That's so good. I know personal development is a big focus of what you do. You've been a student of the game for a long time, like you talked about. What do you find the secret or secrets to personal development are outside of what we just talked about? Well, again, tracking and having habit, your daily habits, of course, they determine who you're going to be. And really all boils down to discipline. You know, you just have to have some disciplines, but it's so worth it. You know, the reward is so worth it. And part of the reason you do it is to develop the discipline. Sometimes you just do these things strictly for the discipline that it develops. When I started back there, when that 20-some-year-old, when I got married, I had an alcohol problem. And not, I wasn't in the gutter drunk kind of, <laughs> it was bad, right. you know? Sure. And it was out of, my life was out of control. I didn't yeah. have any disciplines. I'd pay my rent late. I, you couldn't really count on me. I'd go to work late. I mean, just yeah. undisciplined. And I didn't want to be that person. And if you, anybody that's met me since that time would say they're crowning, one of the things that most obvious about me is my self-discipline. So that self-discipline is critical. But what you do every day, and of course you need to feed your body, your soul, your mind every day. You have to have those kind of habits. And you just do it consistently and consistently. Consistency is one of the keys. It's not really discipline if you don't do it every day. Right. So how do you light a fuse under people when they come on board and, and, and you get involved in their process, right? And you say, hey, this is the, you know, like you said, this is more structured than it is goals driven. It's, it's more processes than it is this. How do you get somebody motivated and energized to do that? Or are they just so ready at the point that they find you that they're ready to just drink everything that you're pouring out? Mostly that. I mean, let's face it. Most people don't want it. but they, I mean, they would. They want the results. They don't want to do the work. Yeah. So if they've got to the point, and this is why it's important that I charge, because they have to want it bad enough that they'll pay me. Right? Sure. It wasn't that I could, couldn't work and wouldn't mind that much working with people. But if, if I don't charge them, they don't want it bad enough. Right. So... They have to want it enough, they have, and they have to have a vague idea of what they want. But then what continues to build the momentum is when they start seeing success, how they feel about themselves, they're starting to see success. It doesn't take very long. It's only little steps that they're doing every day, but it just doesn't take very long to look back and go, oh, look what I did in three months. Look at all that I accomplished in three months compared to the last three years or the last decade. Right. By just doing some little habits every day. So a lot of it is them putting having skin in the game, right? I mean, yeah. it sounds like you know they, they they've got to be invested, not just financially, but I mean they've got to be all in to to change. Change is the hardest thing that people seem to battle, right? I mean, nobody wants to change, and if they do want to change, it's usually circumstantial. How do you get people to understand the importance of it not just being a circumstantial transaction, of it just being something that you know, like you you not only need this, but you should want this. Well, sometimes they don't want to change, but what they're really, what's really motivating is they don't want to be where they're at either. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, circumstances really will drive you. Change. Yeah, they really yeah. want to make a difference. With a little bit of walking down that path, of course, that builds a momentum, like we said. But the other thing is you just go through stages. Like when you first start, you might just be going through the motions. It might, it's not really who you are yet. You're starting yeah. to listen. Well, they're working out things, an easy example, because everybody's been there. I want to be a fit person. I really do. You know, this is the person speaking. I really want to be really fit. And I know I need to work out, but I just don't love it. Okay, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to. So first there might be honeymoon phase. It usually is. But very quickly sets in a doldrum phase where it just takes all of your self-discipline to get yourself to the gym. But yeah. if you don't quit and you stick with it, you go into the third phase where it becomes who you are. 
I mean, I would not, I like working out. I don't, every time I put my shoes on and go work out, think, oh boy. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, I right? sometimes I don't. Yeah. But I always go. I might be thinking yeah. in my mind, I don't want to work out. Just like I did before, except that it wouldn't stop me. I'm, I don't even think about it not going. I'm just complaining, right? So when you sure. get to that point where you don't think about not going or not seriously, then you know it becomes who you are. I'm a person who works out every day. And then you, that's who you become. And it's yeah. the same whether you're reading every day. I'm a person who reads every day. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'd rather take a nap, but I'm going to pick that book up and read. Right. Because it's sure. who I am, right? Right. So if you do these habits long enough, they just become who you are. And you know people like that. You've, you've got some I do. yourself. Everybody yeah. does. You know, we always just be a person who flosses their teeth. I don't know what their thing is, but right. once you do it long enough, it just becomes who you are. For sure. It's like a dessert being passed around, cookies or whatever. I'm not saying I would never eat anything, but I really don't. They'll say, oh, you're so good. And I'm like, I don't feel so good. I just don't do that. That's just not who I am, right? Yeah. I'm just not going to be able to call it back and call it every time a cookie wa- walks in the door, right? <laughs> For <laughs> sure. It's yeah. passed around. It's just yeah. not who I am. And so any habit can be like that or any anything that you want to be, you can be like that. It just takes repetitive effort. The show is the journey of business. How do you think that that would apply to a business setup, right? Because the way I look at it is I always tell people you can build a foundation on sand or you can build a foundation on rock. Yeah. One's going to last longer than the other, obviously. So, you know, I mean, whether you want to take that to biblical principles or however you want to do that with that, you know, with that analogy, but like, I'm just so fascinated with the fact that people don't understand the discipline that it takes sometimes, you know, because they're so in the business, they can't work on the business, for example. <laughs> and that is, you a, know, yeah, I work with mostly entrepreneurs. And so, you know, totally, that is totally an issue, right? They're working so hard on make, doing the business, they work on the business and they have to do both. So, of course, every business, just whatever you're doing is different. But say you're a salesperson, it's not fun to do a cold call or to pick up that phone. It's not very fun to do. Right. But you know, so you make a commitment. I'm going to do, you may set a goal, right? I'm going to do 10 calls a day. Yeah. Or like one of my friends that does my, actually my website, and I just love this guy, but he thinks his is like 30 calls, 30 calls before noon. He's worked up to that, obviously, but 30 calls before noon. Okay, we well put that on your tracking sheet. I make 30 calls by noon. Right. And then if you, you get five days a week, I do that. You know, you set the goal determined on what you know will make you successful, what you need to do to be successful. Now, if you're going to do your 30 calls before noon, you can't be at the whim of everybody that knocks on your door. You can't be spend time answering emails, which are typically not important. Yeah. You have to say, this is my period of time. I don't do anything but make phone calls. Right. Maybe you're in your business. You need to hold meetings more frequently, but you don't like meetings. You put it on your schedule. You hold the meetings. You set the goal. You put it on your tracking sheet. You do the things that most will make your business go. Right. What we like to do, so many people like to do is go around and, and, and a mother can do the same thing. I'm so busy finding their shoes or I'm so in- busy answering emails or get some people knocking on my door. You feel important. It feels like you're busy. You feel right. important. You feel important because you're, everybody needs you, right? But it isn't getting you to your goal. Yeah, you're not so accomplishing anything You're not there. accomplishing anything real. So yeah. you got to decide what's real, set the goal, and then have the discipline to not let those other little fires get your attention and a lot of that's ego-driven. I feel important when my children need me, or I feel important when my employees need me, right. or I feel important when I answer emails. But you got to determine what really makes yourself go. I hope that's the answer to your question. I'm not really sure if I, I've got. Off no, track no, no, there. you did, and it, and it, you're you're exactly right. And I I think about it a lot like this. For example, you know, you're kind of raised to be wanted, right? 
and as an entrepreneur you're or a business owner, you go in and you want that attention. You want this. You want yeah. that push-pull, right? And you want, oh, man, they need me. They need me. The problem is they don't understand. It's, you know, it's taking them away from what they really need to be doing to build the business and to run it operationally correctly. And so I've, I, what I find the most is that I run into, and, and especially you mentioned the cold calling. You know, I, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago with some other guests. People don't want to make 30 calls a day because they're afraid they're going to get 30 no's. I wonder if I told you you could make a thousand calls, but on your thousand and one, you get the yes that turns your whole life around. They're racing to a thousand at that point, right? They're like, I'll take all the no's. I know this is coming. So, you know, I, I, it's a mindset play, I think, at least in, in, in my experience, for sure. And at some point, you know, if whatever business in, how many yeses do I get? How many calls do I make before I get a yes? Yeah. And once you know that, well, then you keep working on your, 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 <laughs> your, yeah bill a little bit so you get more yeses with time and you would do people do but if you know it takes this many calls to get how many yeses do i need well i got to make x number of calls on average to do that to so get you there. know yes. it's easy to figure out how many calls you need to make right and i think it's a lot easier to fine-tune your yeses right versus yeah. fine-tuning your nose you know because I, I, the lessons come in the yeses they don't come in the nose at least when it comes to the pitch you know right. it's like okay my pitch is terrible but so-and-so love my pitch on the yes now i'm gonna just I'm, I'm throwing away the no's and now I'm just building on the yeses. And it's going to take experience and practice. And so that leads me to another thing. Okay. Now in my, if my field is sales and I have to make calls, then what do I need to be doing every day besides my calls? I need to be learning about how to be a good, how to be good on the phone. I need to learn yes. how to, to negotiate the deal. I need to take maybe a course on how to sell in my industry. Maybe I need to know more about my product. I, right. every day, if a young person, once in a while this happens, and Ken and I are both really good to be available to people. You just want to go to lunch, we'll come and you can pick our brain, I'll share you what. Sure. So a lot of people, young people say, just tell, what can you give me one clue on how to be successful in my field, in my business? Right. Read at minimum 30 minutes a day, every single day, and take as many courses and classes as you can. That's how you do it. Yes. Because most people don't do it, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer or you're a salesperson. Most people do not study in their field. I'm appalled at how many doctors are not up to date in their field. Sure. Right? There's very few people. So you want to beat the crowd. All you have to do is read that 30 minutes a day. You'd be surprised how quickly yeah. you'll be ahead of the rate, ahead of the competition. Right. And, and you know, it kind of goes back to like a Jim Rohn or something like that when it comes to sales. For me, you know, like sales is constantly evolving, right? People are constantly changing. We're not meant to stay in the same place. You know, at the end of the day, it's value, it's customer service, it's touch points, it's all the things like that. Those are never going to go away. But like, it doesn't mean you can't get better every day, you, you know, yeah. you know, and, and there's always there's always an easier mousetrap. That's why businesses are created every day. There's there's a value add somewhere. So I'm always just fascinated, you know, and I, I love your feedback on that because I think it's super important for people to grasp the importance of the discipline of what it's going to take to build those foundational, you know, principles for sure. So while we're talking about this whole person thing, yeah. so I'm making these cell phone calls now. And now I'm, I'm committed to my so many phone calls and I'm committed to studying my field. Yeah. But I'm also becoming a certain kind of person. I'm going to make sure that I say things how they are. I'm more, I'm becoming more concerned about other people. I'm changing my core so that I'm a better person. Now what's going to happen? I'm going to be more attractive, yeah, more trustworthy. People are going to be attracted to me because of the kind of person I am. So right. I'm not just getting better at sales. I'm not just making more calls. I'm working on me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a person of more integrity, of more caring, of more interest in the other person. The more I become that kind of a person, the more people are going to gravitate to me. So yeah, it's going to take time. Don't quit. Don't make the, not make the call. So you start 
get there, right? But all along the way, right. you're growing as a person. And I believe this is the law of attraction that who you're becoming attracts things and people to you. I love so if it. If you just make the calls or you just make the calls to read the books, you still might not make the progress. Well, you won't. It's right. If you, you're working on you too. If you're working on yourself spiritually and physically and all those things. Yeah, it's a constant work in progress. That's what I tell people. You know, I lead a lot of young people, young students and stuff like that. We talk about business a lot and we talk about life a lot. And, you know, it's like you're constantly, I'm 45 years old. I'm constantly in motion when it comes to change and I'm constantly trying to better myself. Obviously, I fall short. Everyone does. But, you know, I, I do believe that it's one of those deals where it's like, if you can get better, I think you should be all about that all the time. Yeah. For sure. It's always working on, on all parts, points of your credibility and, and who you are becoming as a whole person. Yeah, for sure. So you've created a program to teach life mastery principles, which I know we've kind of covered a little bit to the masses. What does that process look like when they bring you in kind of like soup to nuts kind of thing? What does that look like? Well, this is it. You know this. You know, it's a Peter Drucker and his saying gets passed around a lot. What gets measured gets managed. So we, st- we have to start with some sense of accountability. I said a couple of times earlier that when I started, there was nobody telling me where to start. Yeah. And then sometimes I found planner systems or goal systems that were so complicated. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. like, Does this go here? Does this go here? Right. So I teach a really simple. I don't, you don't need to spend, have to get an education to run the program, right? It's very simple. The things they teach, but super, super effective. First of all, you need a tracking sheet, which are available on my website. Every business I've had for 10 years, I've had three or four websites. I've always made these available for free. Because I, okay. I believe in you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can change them later if you want. I had a client a while, while I took my right. wine to made it into a circle. That's great. But you can start with mine. And you just you list the daily habits that you want. Up down the left side, it's got a place for them. Across the top of the days of the month. And then you just got little boxes right across. It's right. Like a, kind of a calendar. Yeah. Um, so maybe I have on here, meditate. And maybe I have workout. Maybe maybe I have thirty sales calls. I have the things I want to do every day, right. or so many days a week. Sometimes you might want to work out five days a week, so you put workout times five, right? So then, if I do it on the days that I've determined, and you have to really determine the parameters, like what is a workout? Do I expect myself to work out for forty-five minutes, which I do right now? There's been some times I've said, okay, this month is nuts. I'm traveling a ton. If I can do twenty minutes a day, I mean, I haven't done that yeah. in a long time, but I've done that before. Or maybe sure. I'll say, my goal is to 45 minutes, but if I get uh, so many push-ups and squats and stuff, I'm going to count it. Okay, So yeah. I determine in advance what exactly is a workout for this month. And then if I did it, I get a check. If it's not a day that I've determined to do it, you get an X. And if you didn't do it, you get a, a blank. That blank is so motivating, you think, I do not want a blank. <laughs> you can't yeah. believe I'm, my clients will do it. I still do it at this point. I'll be like, oh, it's time to go to bed and I haven't done this thing. I'm not going to bed till I do because I'm not going to look at that blank tomorrow, right? Highly motivating, but also it's a ready-made to-do list for your day. You don't have to reinvent it, move it forward. You've got plenty of tasks you have to do every day that get moved forward. These are you, your, your everyday things for you, your personal right. development. They're set in stone. You just do them. You're committed to them. You just do them. You make them happen, and you track it. Yeah. And it's amazingly motivating. Plus, it keeps, helps you keep track of what it is you want to do. Right. Oh, I forgot that I was going to make. I forgot I was going to, you know, do this thing or that thing. Sure. And so here's my to do list, and you, you keep it with your planning. Planning, of course, is the number one. Planning your day is the number one skill. If you don't plan your day, you, you're not going to plan your life if you don't can't plan. Your right. Day, right. Yeah, and I I love that because I'll tell you, you know, like I heard Kobe Bryant say one time, like 
these are the list of non-negotiables that I've written a contract to myself that I will not break. Right. right. And it's kind of like, this is the most important thing to me. I'm going to put in the work. If it's two workouts a day or three workouts a day or whatever it took for him to get to where he is at that time, you know, he he was, he was getting in a mental space, the Mamba mentality, he called it whatever it takes for somebody to motivate themselves. But I love the idea of that. I wrote a contract with myself. That's just full of non-negotiables that I won't break. I refuse to break for anyone or anything. That's the attitude you have to have to your tracking sheet. Like, yeah. Now to, to be fair, there'll be some habits when I first started meditating, that was a little tougher for me. And I would, you know, sometimes I'd miss and it was quite time consuming compared to some of the other things. And, and I would miss. And so it took me a little while, but I just have to reevaluate. Do I really want this? Yes, I do. Okay. I'm going to keep at it. So it will take some time, maybe develop some habits, but that, but the intent is should always be, I'm going to do this every day or die trying. I am doing yes. this every day. And some things I track that I never miss ever. Lots of my things I never, ever miss, but I still track them. Because I need that reinforcement. Yeah, so, the accountability. The accountability. For sure. It's not going to forget at this point, but I still yeah. track them. There's some things I don't track anymore. There's so much a part of me, but I've tracked working out for forever, but it changes a little bit. Right. Like I said, the parameters change. Maybe I'm, I don't need to track reading. I'm going to read every day, but maybe I want to up my game to 30 minutes from 20 to 30. Yeah. Okay. So now I've got to track that. So it's just, just I can't say enough how helpful this is to daily habits. It's more important than the goal itself, to have good yeah. systems. I love it. Then the other system is, a, so some things you can't track, like if I want to be a better listener, how am I going to track that? You know, right. did I listen better today? So then I, the, the second one I teach is daily written affirmations and written, it just, they're yours. You didn't care them on a podcast. They're your things yeah. you want and you write them. You, you can say them too, if that's your jam, but writing them since puts them more into your subconscious and they become a reality quicker. So Things like I'm kind, I listen, I laugh, I smile. You can even do I make thirty phone thirty calls, right? Day, even though it's yeah. on your tracking sheet, right? I make my calls, uh, whatever. You put your financial goals. I'm worth a million dollars. Whatever it is you want to do, right? On those track, but they they enter they, they kind of get into your subconscious and they become a reality over time. That is really the bomb for changing things that you can't put on a tracking sheet. I love that. I know so many people that do that, that, you know, are wildly successful that usually, you know, I think it goes back to the law of attraction kind of thing. I think, you know, you manifest something if you talk about it long enough, if you believe in it long enough, if you know, you'll get there, you know, it, it's just a motivator for you to be in motion to get to that point. Yes. It told, told these, I can't exactly tell you exactly all how it works. I know some of it is working on your subconscious. Some of it just keeps you remembering it. Yeah. Um, some is just sometimes miracles happen. It's just the weirdest thing. I've had a, few, a handful of miracles that yes. just like, was like, "Whoa, <laughs> how did I? Yeah, I didn't know how this was going to happen, but then all of a sudden it just fell into my lap. I'm like, oh, that was kind of crazy. Yeah, so I've had that happen. So I don't know exactly why they work. But I can tell you that I would not not write my affirmations every day. I just wouldn't. I'd have to be dead <laughs> to not write them. It's so good, you know. I mean, I t I have daughters, twin daughters that are 16, and I tell them all the time, like. I don't know what you want to do. I'm here for whatever it is, but like this has to be your motivating factor of like put down what you want to do. Yeah. Just, you know, be respectful, be kind, be great. Like I don't care about anything else. You know, I mean, whatever's supposed to come will come, but like you got to have the foundational pieces to be a morally and ethically good person. I just am a firm believer in that. To totally. Totally. Of course, they'll learn from your example more than anything. 
Well, I don't know that that's 90%. I mean, that's probably 90% of the time pretty great to chase, I guess. Maybe in the 80s. They'll, they'll seek after the good in you and see it. And the that, example that's you're fair. setting for personal development, if not at 16 at some point. I told you I have six kids, right? So yeah. they're kind of all over the board there, but they're all working on it. They've learned the things that they learned at home. They're practicing at some level. That's, that's got to be tough, right? Six kids that their mom is, is, is an expert. Their, their mom and dad are experts in this field, right? Like you're out motivating the masses. It's probably, was it ever tough in your house when you're out there preaching to the masses and you can't get that across in your own house? Is that something that you run into like <laughs> yes. I do in mine? Yes. I'm like, and sometimes Ken and I have like, they're, they're, now our kids are like 32 to 47, yeah. So now they're kind of settled into things and we see the progress. But there have been times we'll think, in fact, not that long ago, we thought, who are these people? But we talked yes. about all this stuff and we know what's going on here. And to, to, to very, yeah. you know, there's six, there are six individuals, but it's there and they know it. I did have a friend, though, say to me at one point, it was a little, this is some years ago, and I was kind of worried about some of my kids and where they were headed. Yeah. That nothing tragic, just a little bit. Sure. And he yeah. said, you know, it's a high bar that Ken and I have made so much progress in our life because of the skills that we've been practicing and because we right. want so much that we've left a high bar for our kids. And so there's that, but you're not going to hold back. So you don't leave too high a bar for your kids. That would be ridiculous. Um, right. But anyway, they'll get there. They'll all be better people than we are. I think when it's all said, but they have to find their own way. Yeah. I thought that I was going to teach my kids everything I knew. And then they would start at that point and move forward. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really thought that. And yeah, they don't, they have to go back and learn it all themselves. Well, and you know, we, we pull it, a, we pull them along the best we can, you know, I mean, I think that's the best you can yeah. do is you teach them in the, in, in the motion. And my daughters are helping me do some stuff with my consulting business. You know, they want to learn, they want to learn the craft. I have one daughter who wants to open a bakery. She's great. She's a, you know, pastry chef. She, that's, that's probably her future. Right. But then when we start talking about business, she acts like, I don't know anything about business, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I'm like, listen, I, this, I build businesses for a living. This is what I do for people. This, how do you think we got this house? You know, how do you think you, you know, these kind of things. I argue with my own daughters in my own house about business when people are, you know, they, they won't listen to my show, even though I have the best guests on, well, I guess you know, the day. <laughs> they're, they're, well, their friends listen to my show and say, Hey, your show's great. And then yeah. they, you know, they don't, I don't know. You can't, sometimes you just can't win them over, you but you know, I think the idea is just for them to, you know, you build them the best that you can. And, and my wife and I have, done the best we can and you know we just pull them along and hopefully they can absorb the good stuff and leave out any of the other sounds like they're doing super actually i know if you have this happens you have happens to me just the other day my daughter said something repeated something that she like she thought of it and i thought that's something i've said to you for your whole entire life yes (laughs) and she thought you know she felt like she she, it was hers but i don't say anything i just let it you know let her right she found it herself and she's the exact same wording that i use and I thought, oh, how interesting. But it's okay. You know, we want yeah. to find however she finds it, wherever she gets there. I don't care. As long as she's, yeah, absorbing it. And and I tell my wife all the time because, you know, I mean, 16-year-old girls these days are not the easiest, you know, and, and, they never and were. social media. <laughs> well, I don't know that they ever were, but this yeah. is my first experience of having to raise them. So, yeah. you know, like they are, they have moments where you're like, I don't know who these people are. Yeah. Like, what are what are you doing in my house? I don't know you. But then the other moments are like, okay, I remember, you know, I taught you to be great and you're great. And I'm, and we're so blessed. It's, you know, I joke around a lot because since I know they won't hear this anyway, it won't matter, but we're incredibly blessed. I mean, they're, they're incredible girls and they do well. So I'm sure they're, and they're going to do it their own way, just like you did. They're going to do it they, their own way. They are. They have it any other way. They because. have that hustle 
inside of them that I think is going to be pretty extraordinary. I think one of them will probably take over my companies. And then I think the other one will go and just open her bakery and be successful there. So we'll see. That's great. Whatever they do will be awesome on it. I'm, I'm grateful that they're just doing something. It could be the opposite. So, so happy about that. So real quick, I want to talk to you about a couple other things. Why do you believe people can't find true joy if they're not progressing toward a better version of themselves? When I first started doing the podcast a year and a half ago, I uh, had that question quite a bit, and I found it's easiest to explain this way, and everybody gets it when I say this. If people are stuck, or they say stuck, they're actually backsliding, it's really easy to say that is unhappy. Everybody knows that they're unhappy when they're stuck, and again, we are never stuck. We're either backsliding, we're growing, or we're progressing, or we're slipping back. There's no stuck. Yes. But, or slipping back. You know that's miserable. It feels horrible. You don't you want to get out of it. It's like depression. It's horrible. Well, the opposite is just the truth. When you're moving forward, you're happy. It's illogical when you think about it that way. But we have that. We all have this potential that is so huge, we'll never see it in our life, no matter what we do. Right. No matter how hard I try, I'm never going to reach my potential in this life. It's so great. And we are, it's a, a divine destiny, I think. You know, sort of like Superman had this divine destiny, he had to go live or whoever. Right. We all are superheroes with a de- destiny. And when we're working towards that destiny, just like Superman, we got happy when he started doing what he's supposed to do, right? Right. We're happy when we're moving towards the destiny and making the difference and and living the potential that we have. And it's interesting too, Mike, I think that's important to note. You don't have to, you'll never arrive. It's not about arriving. The first step, people say, well, how do I start? You take one step and you'll be happier. Yeah. Take two or three, you'll be really happy. Do it consistently over time, you'll be really happy. Yeah. I always tell people it's a small bites kind of thing. It's the same thing as the small steps. I, you know, the small bites of killing something big is is taking the first bite and you know running with it. Yeah. Because people seem to just dra- to gravitate more towards the idea of going. Well, if I can take a hundred small bites instead of having to take one big one that I can't figure out how to make happen, you know, and and it's just the smallest roadblocks that are so easy to people on the outside that they're looking in to their scenario yeah. and whether that's personal development, whether that's professional development, whatever that is. I always just try and reverse engineer conversations with people and usually try and sell them on it being their idea. I don't hear that very often, Mike, but there really is the truth. I wish more people would say that because I think maybe social media has contributed to it, but we feel like you said, you need the whole bite or you need to jump from here to over there. Like I saw somebody do on Facebook or whatever. Right. I saw them make this tremendous change. You think you saw that. Right. Nobody makes, I'm always suspicious of any sudden leaps of growth. It's never real. Yes. Real growth is little step, little step, but they compound and each step builds your strength for the next step. And you can do more and more and more with, with, but just got to start with one little step. Yeah. And if somebody is, you're listening today and they're unhappy for some reason, they're depressed, I would suggest just take a step, but decide what you want to do, take one step forward. Right. And you'll be surprised at how much better if you take two and you'll be even happier. Get it, make it a habit, and it'll be really happy. Right. And it's so good. I'm glad you said that because, you know, I, it's such a microwave society, mm-hmm. right? Like they, they want it quick and easy, no struggle. And, and it's just, it's just not reality. And I try and tell people that, and I try and literally reiterate that everywhere I go, personally, professionally, spiritually in my church, whatever it is, like, it's always a process, you know? And this, this social media thing you mentioned is really tough because that's all some of these people know, you know, whereas like when, when I was growing up, it was not that when you were growing up, it was something different. It's, you know, the, these societies are such an interesting thing and the way people live because nobody, nobody preaches losses. 
Yeah. Everybody preaches wins, uh, you know, with Instagram and, and everything and Snapchat and TikTok. It's like, man, I'm just over here killing it. Well, they don't see they're struggling or it, it's just I wish it was more transparent. And I think that that would sell so many more books and honest video of people saying, hey, this is what you're going to walk through. Yeah, totally. I worry sometimes about my own say. I am my own brand. I am I am what I, I preach. And so yeah. because of that, I, I'm on right now I'm not on Instagram. I've got an Instagram problem, but on Facebook and I worry that it looks too shiny. But the fact of the matter is I did have lots of struggles, but I'm having those now. Because right. you know, because yeah. I'm not in a place where I'm not having any and, and if right. I did, I would I and I don't think that really social media is a place to put really personal problems either, by the way. So it, it ends up the end result ends up like, like everybody's really successful, but I've had lots of failures. I mean, I not a lot actually. I, I haven't had a lot, but the one, I've had a few really big ones. Yeah, and some minor, lots of minor struggles, and, and one place where I did feel like I really failed and stuck. You know, it, it was traumatic, <laughs> and, and right. of course, some small failures. Obviously, they're kind of day to day too. Yeah. Well, it, so I, I want to jump into the failure thing in just a second. I'll get to that one second because I know you have some stories, and and I'm all in for hearing that because I know your experiences have changed you and changed your you know your platform. So you know, I did want to touch one real quick. You know, you mentioned that you work hard to teach habits, and I know we've kind of covered some of those habits to get people to the top one percent earners in their field. How do people find these habits? Right, that healthy habits, maybe I should say, and you know, how do they insert them into their day to day? life? Uh, this is the, my approach with people. I think that people, especially the people come to me again, there's a lot of people that don't want to do anything, but people that come to me, they, they want some things and not always quite, have not pinned it down. So I start with big dreams. Let's just get them thinking big. That's just for that purpose. But the main thing I would really get started is I do a visualization of what they really want. We'll, we'll walk through it. They'll have their eyes closed and we'll walk through all the details. What does your life look, your house look like, your finance look like, all of these things. And they're able to do that very easy. In fact, a lot of times there's tears, right? Because they sure. really want that thing. Then we say, okay, what will we need to do to get there? What habits will you need? What will you need to do? Okay, so for the finances, obviously, we're going to have to do some different things in your finances. So we start setting habits and daily, physically, well, you're, what are we going to have to do? I let them pick the answers. I'm not sure. going to say, here's the habits you have to have. I know what they're going to yeah. fall. And I know at some point I'm going to suggest that if you want, you need to educate yourself, you'll have to read. Yes. You know, how are you, how are you going to do that? But I'll say, how are you going to do that? How much are you going to read? They have to choose it, but they're going to fall pretty much in the things we've talked about already. There's going to be some spiritual goals. Yeah. I need to pray, meditate, read my scripture, go to church, whatever it is. There's going to be some educational goals. And then we just have to put the ones, they're really the same habits, get everybody kind of where they want to go, even though they want to go kind of different places, weirdly enough. Yeah. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I don't want people to miss what you're saying. I think that's part of the reason I'm asking you about habits and and processes and procedures and, and foundations, because I think it's such a crucial thing for people to have in their life that people grossly underestimate. Truly. And the, and the consistency of it. Just like I can just paint this one little picture. Sure. So people, everybody's like, being the, I want to get fit. Everybody's done some fitness things they come in. Nobody's right where they want to be, right? Right. And so maybe they need to lose weight or whatever it is. Those people are thinking, if you've got some extra weight or you're not fit, you're probably thinking about your weight hundreds of times a day. You put on the seatbelt, you get dressed, you take a shower, you go to eat something. All the time, this nagging at you, I need to get this weight yes. off, I need to get this weight off. You put it in your tracking sheet. You make the goal. You, what You can make the habit. I know yeah. if I work out every day, this workout, and if I eat like this, that weight will come off. I put it in my tracking sheet. I make the decision. It's a done deal. Look at all the energy. and I don't have to think about it anymore. 
I might still think it here and there at a habit, but I know what I know if I do that and do that forever, I'm gonna get there. Yes. Now it's done. I've got that under control. And I need to move on to the next thing. As long as I'm doing that every day, I'm gonna get there. I don't have to do a twelve week program. I don't yeah. have to worry about keto or plant based or all the stuff that's going out or all the garbage and how to lose weight in twenty days, you know. I just can it's done. I don't watch the ads. And, and you know what's funny? People people underestimate that the mindset that that frees up of those hundreds of times a day, right? That yeah, they're thinking that about that. Energy is now can be applied. I love it. Something more, more important. It's so much freedom. Now yes. you have to do it every day or else it's going to weigh back on you. But if you know you're going right. to do it every day, it'll take care of itself. You know, it'll take care of itself and you're done thinking about it. And now you have all that energy to spend on something else. And people who hear this, hear fitness or working out or whatever, this applies to every principle in your life. It doesn't yes, matter true. what it Absolutely. is. Absolutely, it's easy to you easy know, to measure it, fitness to talk about. That. Yeah, yeah to no, 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 for sure. And what I'm saying, I'm and I'm just saying, like you, you can literally apply this practice to anything that you're involved in yeah, in your life. Totally. It doesn't matter what it is, and I think it's incredible. And I'm listen. I'm so glad you're here today. Regardless, I this is this you're preaching to me right now, and I'm <laughs> telling you, like I'm loving all every second of it. I'm like sponging this in real quick. So, so every episode, I do ask my guests about their definition of the return on investment of failure. How has failing in your journey helped you? This is such a good question because it was, I, you know, I've been teaching this kind of stuff for so long and here I come at 60 something and I had this epiphany. So I had for nine years, I had this fitness business and it was awesome. We had a culture that rocked. I made a difference. We were, my staff was awesome. We really made a difference in people's lives. We just turned things around. We taught true principles and once they started getting the fitness under control, they were interested in learning other things, of finances, relationships. We had a, I speak yeah. my personal development at that point where I started teaching personal development. It was fit mania and fit life. So with the, in the fit mania, the fitness, once you cut, were ready, there were fit life opportunities. We got class. You graduate into the fit life. Yeah, they could, or at any point they could do that. Sure. And so we were just making, it was very hands-on and people were just changing, changing for real, not like a, a diet program. This was real change, yeah. um, real principles. And so, and the culture was just beautiful. I still get get comments from people. There's no, they've never found anything like it. Yeah. But <laughs> there's a big but here. Okay. I lost a, lots of money. I lost a ton yeah. of money. And I, fitness does not don't start fitness businesses unless you can. You're independently wealthy. Fortunately, yeah. Uh, we had another business that's coming out of the recession, and it was making money at, at just a little bit, cl- bit faster clip than I was losing it. Right there, but we lost quite a bit of money in that, and it took a toll. The, that part of it, and then setting goals that we weren't. Enrollment goals, I'm so used to setting a goal and reaching it. Right. And over and over again, I failed at enrollment goals and fundraising goals. We, we had a, a, a charity that we were worked with that I worked with, and we'd set goals for fundraisers for them, and, and they fell short. And I just I really took a toll on my mental and health. I didn't even realize it. But I'm the one that teaches how not to have that happen. It right. to me. Yeah. And I said, I just said to Kim, I just couldn't even think about it. I walked away from it. I literally gave it away. And walked away from it to somebody I've been right. grooming to take it over. And he says I'm a smaller version of that still. But sure. if I hadn't had that, it was hard. I mean, it, was, it took a year for me. To, we just traveled for a year. I just, it was only a year since I started working out that I didn't work out every day. I just, it was just a mess, you know, and we just went away and we just traveled a lot and just left it. And then my year came around, I started working again and getting back on, on right. track. But, but I couldn't have written Life Mastery if I hadn't had that experience. I can't right. believe how much I drew on what I learned there, both in the fitness but and the business and the failure. I never, ever would have written Fit Life Mastery without that business and the failure part of it. Not just the success, yes, but also yeah. the part that failed. 
So that was a good lesson to me. I don't want to ever start another fitness business, though. I thought about it the other day. I thought, no way, don't even think that. Yeah, <laughs> go please go away from that. I'm not interested. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's so good because I think the lessons that come from that, like you said, those lessons when you're in the weeds and you took the year off to take a deep breath, right? And you kind of you're like, okay, and you kind of you come back rejuvenated, re- you know, ready to roll. And then that experience catapulted you to where you are now. And you don't have that book without that. You don't have, you're not, you're not having the impact maybe that you were having before, but you're having it in a much bigger way now because of that. Absolutely. And it just, as you're saying that, it does occur to me that the other part of that, that helped me write the book is what I learned about fitness, of course, there and the business there, but also about the recovery. I, I've been this active person, healthy and strong all my life. I've worked out hard. I can still do 40 push-ups without stopping on my toes. I mean, I'm really healthy, but yeah. My body, and, I, and not without without pain, but my body hurt everywhere. And when I learned, that's what really, really, I've been meditating a little before that, but really propelled my understanding of what emotional pain costs us, that we have to deal with emotional pain. And what, that it will show, that what shows up in our body 90% of the time, this is not like, a, oh, it's all in your head thing, but really comes from our emotions and what we've seen. Yeah. We have to have that in order to survive. We couldn't get through the day if there wasn't some place to cram the emotional stuff but at some point it has to be taken care of and i've learned so much about that it's helped me help clients especially those with anxiety and depression yeah it's helped me be a better coach learning that little thing it's a big thing actually i wouldn't have known that i had not felt i wouldn't have learned that and it's been really valuable to me well thank you so much for sharing that because i will tell you you know i mean those are the tough lessons those are the ones that you know are the hardest to talk about but also seem to have the most impact on your success yeah. You know, and I think that's what people hide behind. Like you said, they hide behind, they, they put it in a box and, you know, put it on the top shelf. You know, they don't, they don't want to deal with that kind of stuff. And I think if people know that other people out there have failed on their way or fallen on their way or learned lessons on their way that have catapulted them to success, I just think it's so important for people to share it. So I'm so thankful that you said that. And I, uh, to be honest, it was something I tried to hide because I was embarrassing because I should have known better. I did know, yeah. I, I knew, recognized burnout when I saw it in other people. I knew some, you know, I should have known some of these things and I didn't, but I, that's what I felt like. Of course, you can't, right. you have to learn it when you're ready. Oh, it's so good. I, I'm so thankful that, you know, you shared that. Where can people find you online? Can they find the book? And obviously we'll have all this in the show notes, but I mean, where can, what's the easiest places for them to find you? If you have questions for me, I answer every email that I get. I do, and personally, I don't have assistance to do that. If there, it's a personal, you know, if it's a personal okay. email. So you can find me at sherry at lifemasteryinfo.com. If you get that info in there, because Life Mastery had already been taken. So we have Life Mastery sure. Info. Of course, there's downloads. There's uh, my recommended reading list there. The tracking sheets and also an assessment. Well, I have mentioned that for a while, but there's an assessment on those eight areas to find out kind of how you're doing. and just give you an idea of what to work on. So those are all free on the website, Life Mastery Info. And then the books on Amazon, Life Mastery, is on the website. Also on the, I mean, on Amazon, also on Amazon is a workbook that I use with clients. I just put it up for those who are interested. It sells a little bit and help apply. If you're not going to sign up for coaching with me, which you probably aren't, right? It's a workbook that I use, and you can you can use it if it works for you. And then I just have a planner, which you'd have to contact me personally. We just barely released a, a day planner. It has a place for your tracking sheet and for your affirmations, plus your regular day planner. So we just, oh, that's just, just weeks out, we're just actually making some revisions right now on that. So if somebody's interested in that, they can contact me personally. So that's it. 
that's how you can get hold of me. Well, I will have all of, all of the links to all of that stuff so that you guys can pick it up. Please pick up a copy of this book. You know, I'm telling you, this is game changing stuff, guys. I, I really am excited about having Sherry here today because I feel like it's just a, a huge answer to prayer for me personally to have her on here professionally, of course, because I mean, you know, I, I, I want to absorb as much as you're putting out for sure. Well, you're an answer to mine too, because I'm, I'm, I'm on a mission to get my message out. Come on. I'm running out of time. <laughs> no, stop it. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today. I, I value this experience. I hope you know that. I'm so thankful for you being here. And, and I cannot wait to see what the feedback on the show is, because I know it's going to be huge. If I do anything else for you ever, Mike, let me know. I'd be delighted. Maybe someday we can go to lunch or something. You still in Kansas? No, I'm actually in Oklahoma City now. So, yeah. I, but listen, I'll take the, the lunch date. You let me know. Okay. I'll make that happen. I would, that would sure. be so, no, I think we have a lot in common. That'd be super fun. Absolutely. Well, thank you again so much for listening to today's episode of The Journey of Business. I hope you all have had an amazing rest of your day. If you are loving The Journey of Business, please follow us over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts right now. Again, have an incredible day, and I'll see you next week with another episode of The Journey of Business. To continue your journey of business, subscribe to the show wherever you find podcasts or at YouTube. And for more information on consulting inquiries, go to www.tradelinksales.com.